Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Uptime Community. We are so glad that you could join us live today. Today's date is August 30th in the year of our Lord, 2022. I'm Greg Messina, and if you are new here, we are a community of believers that are actively studying the Holy Bible and looking forward to that glorious appearing of our Lord and Savior, Jesus, the Christ, the Anointed One, the Messiah. We want to make this an interactive forum, so we do welcome your questions and your comments. And uh, today's Bible verse of the day from Bible Gateway is Ephesians 2.19. Now, therefore, ye are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God. Amazing. And uh, thank you, Lord. Thank you for allowing us to do this ministry and to be on here live. We thank all of you for coming on. And uh, we'll bring back Michael Pels. Welcome back, brother. Hey, thank you. Nice to be back. Nice to have you. And uh, we bring back, of course, Brother Kevin Huckman. Hello. And Brother Bob Hagen. Uh, you're putting something up there. What are you putting up? Go ahead. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> oh, right. Yes, they yeah. are having a good season. Yeah. Um, good evening. Uh, um, good evening, yes. And, of course, uh, Brother Bob Barber. Hey, guys. Welcome back. <laughs> All right. And so, uh, gentlemen, I want to give you the opportunity, uh, whoever wants to speak about their week, any praise reports, any prayer requests, uh, panelists, uh, anyone want to start with that? Uh, if no one wants to, I, that's okay. I had a chance to go on with uh, with um, Brother John Boucher today and Brian. Uh, this afternoon, uh, watchman for that great day. And uh, we had a great fellowship, the three of us. Um, Brian's been dealing with cancer. Uh, he's been going through um, chemotherapy and uh, radiation treatments. And he looked really good. He, he lost some weight, but he, he looked good. He was, he was vibrant. He was uh, really profound with the, his wisdom with the word he was bringing forth uh john was always as usual enthusiastic as ever uh it was just um it was really great to be with those two brothers this afternoon uh, i had the opportunity to do that um because i you know normally i have tuesdays off i worked part of the day today and i got back and was still able to get on there with them, and uh, so okay. you know, I'll, I'll I'll give a praise report for uh, for Brian that he was he's doing a lot better, and he's um, it's kind of like what happened when we uh, we prayed with Kevin last week. Um, you know, the Lord is not slack concerning His promises; He's able and willing to perform that which He has said. So. Uh, I thought that was kind of cool. You know, that was, that was neat. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. Great. Yeah, I have a, a praise report for sure. Um, so the this past week recently, I had to unfortunately go to the dentist and have some dental work done. And God's always gracious with me to get me through that process. Because if some of you were like me out there. It's like Psalms 23, you know, going to the dentist. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, all right, guys. So, uh, but, you know, after they were pulling that tooth out and drilling on it and everything, um, they were going to 
they asked me what pharmacy I wanted. And I was like, well, you know, I'll take this such such pharmacy. And I was like, but what, hey, I was like, but what are you trying to send over there? And they're like, oh, we're going to send you some pain medication, some stuff like that. And I was like, oh, no, you're, don't worry about it. And they looked at me so perplexed and shocked. And I had an opportunity, glory be to God, to be able to share with them the deliverance that God gave me through addiction. And I just want to let you guys know that, you know, it's been close to four years now. And I had struggles with addiction since I was 13 years old. And um, I just want to let you guys know that truly with God, all things are possible. And I can't tell you that how grateful I am to be able to be here today, sober minded, walking with the Lord and just know that it you God's able. He's able to get things done. And I just want to share that because I know that it can be very hard. And sometimes it can be very isolating and alone when you're struggling with addictions, not just, you know, medications or anything like that, but just any form of addiction. And God's able to take you out of it. I know that one firsthand. Amen. <laughs> I know what you mean, yeah. brother. Yeah, he's good. He's, God is good. Uh, anyone else? <clears throat> hey there, Doc. Uh, you can you get guys, right into it if you yeah, want. Sure. You want to put, if I'll let everybody else go first because I know that I, I get pretty long-winded. You? Oh, come yeah. on. <laughs> I get long-winded, you know. Well, second to Bob over here. But, you know, Bob carries most of the way to the show. So that's what Bob who? Up here. <laughs> <laughs> Not me. We need you. Carries the weight of the show. <laughs> See, I love uh, I love Bob Hagen because, you know, me, especially Kevin, we can really fly off the handles there. <laughs> and you know Bob Hagen's here to calm everybody down. <laughs> you know, give us balance. Calm down. He you know. does calm us down, doesn't he? He's just boy. This is just going to be an interesting night. <laughs> no, it's true. You come in there and you start giving a good word, and you start like preaching the gospel, and all of a sudden, like my spirit starts to go. Hey, you know, you don't need to really talk about that now. Talk about the gospel, and then you get me fired up, and then I start preaching, and it's just. Yeah. It's good. It's good when it's, it's that you come here every once in a while. That you know, I mean, because Bob and I can can start really rolling, and and we get into all the politics, we get into all the wars, we get into all the stuff that's yeah. going to be blowing up in your face, and people get like weary. <laughs> people get you know get weighted down. You know, I'll sit there talk about those IRS agents and what they're going to be doing. You know, what they're hiring them for, and people get fearful, even though we're waiting on the rapture, right? And it sure looks like it's coming really soon here. Yeah. But uh, people still get a little, you know, let's face it, fear does creep in, yeah. you know. And uh, that's where Brother Bob comes in, Brother Bob Hagen. Or what you say, John, show, just call me Hagen, you know. <laughs> yeah, just call me Hagen. Just call I'm getting, him Hagen. I'm, Hagen I'm, comes I'm in. even confusing John now. <laughs> so, <laughs> I know I mean, what to even sometimes, me. Bob, when, when, when you're, you and I are talking back and forth about those things, I I – it's not that not that fear comes on me, but I, but I, I I actually feel like the the weight of it is like I can I can understand how how much we're giving out there and how bad it sounds and it's just like so at, at some point even to me it's like wow this is really bad you know and um, but then sometimes you know Robert will like come in there and he'll be like hey we don't have spirit of fear, do we? No, we don't. And it's like, Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. We don't. And it's just a good reminder. So you, um, you definitely keep us uh, balanced. Thank you. But I think that's one, the, one of the greatest things about this panel is that we do 
feed off each other, but at the same time, we have different perspectives and the Lord provides us with those perspectives at the right moment. And I think that we can look back through these these mm-hmm. episodes throughout the last couple of years and see those exact moments when we, somebody got a word and they kind of just started going and it was like, and it changed the mood of something or changed the topic and it, and it got into something else that was very edifying. And I, I think that's really what we all strive to do every week is to edify each other, edify the people who are watching. And, um, and just like that verse says, you know, we're not strangers, right? We are, we are a communion of saints. We That's are, right. you know, we're, we're, the, we're, we're in a brotherhood here and a sisterhood mm-hmm. and we are members of the same body. And it's, it's, it's amazing. Even though we live so far apart from each other, we don't have face to face interaction with each other. We see each other here every week, but, um, but the simple fact is, is that we also, we also have like a lot of the like-mindedness that I think that only comes from actually all having the Holy Spirit within us. Yeah. Amen. Well, that's oh, what yeah. fellowship is a sharing fully. So that's pretty much, you know, I mean, that's the whole idea behind it. It's a, I think we respect each other enough to know when to speak and when to just listen. Yeah. Even, uh, Dustin just says we will soon in the air. <laughs> I guess face to face meet, right? Because that's what he's talking about. So. Uh, yeah. well, well, welcome to our chat, Dustin. We um, we appreciate you and your videos and your words um, of inspiration every day. And I, I mean, I'm sure you guys see his his posts and stuff. It's um, it, it it's it's amazing. Like every day, it's like he gives some really good words, and then you just feel uplifted for a while mm-hmm. and then he comes out with another one. You're like pumped up again, you know? Yep. So Dustin, you do that for a lot of people. So I just want to put that out. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, God's good. <clears throat> He's always keeping us motivated. He's always sending yeah. people by. Yeah, exactly. But so Speaking is Robert. Hey, Mr. Hagen is too. Um, yeah. We appreciate your work. every day after, by the way, every day, I believe it's every Wednesday, you put up, uh, you get a video get up here, right, Greg? You put up a video uh, every up. every other Wednesday on Uptime. Uh, every other Wednesday channel, yeah, on the on the cha- Uptime channel, yes. Um, so every other week we we have Bob uh, teach. He has a teaching. As so he please, leads, right? As he leads, that's right. Amen. Yeah. Amen. It's good stuff. So man. every week, every yeah. other week, it's awesome. Thank you for your encouragement and uh, yeah, yeah really and your knowledge, wisdom. All right, so let's get right into it. So a lot of stuff going on here, and and uh, Bob has come out with a new rapture resurrection report, mm-hmm. and uh, maybe we can talk a little bit about that. Um, definitely talking about a seven, right? We talk about a seven day, uh, for the most part, warning, mm-hmm. if you will. That's very interesting because we see throughout uh, throughout history, throughout uh, the time in Scripture that uh, God has given that period of time as a warning for, for, for his people. Mm-hmm. So why don't we get into that a little bit first and, uh, and we'll talk a little bit more about uh, when we think things. Well, the number seven on. is God's perfect number. You know, the mm-hmm. number seven is number perfection, number finished. Okay. And uh, this is why God divided up time into Shemitah cycles of seven year periods and much, much more. Okay. But the number seven, okay. Number perfection, number finished. And also the number of judgment, um, and also it's a, a number of warning, 
And God, of course, throughout the Bible in that video, I showed you that he has given mankind uh, warnings of seven, whether it be seven years or seven days. I didn't never seen seven hours anywhere in the Bible, but it's always been seven years or seven days. Okay, mm -hmm. usually. All right. And uh, I found I found a total of the ones. Well, the ones I showed you in the video are the ones I found. I have not seen other ones that dealt with judgment. I've seen many other sevens. Uh, uh, Kevin, you and I talked about doubting Thomas. You know, seven days later, he saw he, he saw Jesus. You know, physically he saw him he before he believed. So yeah, there's a lot of other days, examples right? of seven. Yeah. Other exactly. many other examples of seven in the Bible, but these were dealing directly with uh, his coming judgment, his coming wrath. And um, you know, when I started looking for these things, you know, you get excited, man, because I get so excited because when I see these parallels. And I start catching it. It's like, you know, I know that there is a denominator of seven with the story of Lot. And, you know, some people say I was reaching for straws there, but be it as it may, I think I broke it down pretty good to seven days of warning. But other people might disagree. But be it as it may, there were seven incursions before the judgments came, according mm -hmm. to the in the book of Genesis, dealing with Lot and his family and Abraham. Okay. But uh, the one that really got everybody's attention after watching that video was the uh, the 1930, uh, 1931 to nineteen thirty eight, uh, all the blood moons and all the solar eclipses that took place. Now I didn't break all those down in the video, but the main one I saw there was a blood moon that takes place on May fourteenth and fifteenth in nineteen thirty eight. Right before the next Shemitah cycle begins, which was their seven-year tribulation dry run, a seven-year tribulation rehearsal, if you will, with World War II, uh, 1938 to 1945. I talked about that. And then here we are in 2022 with that exact same blood moon that we went through, the exact same one, exact same location, exact same date. Okay, and here we are looking at the potential next Shemitah cycle being the seven tribulation. You know, there's too many coincidences. All right, way too many coincidences. All right, and on top of all that, um, the Revelation 12 sign, the Bethlehem stars. Okay, those signs we never seen. Well, we've seen the Bethlehem star before 2,000 years ago when Jesus came onto the scene. But the Revelation 12 sign, that is a specific sign dealing with the rapture resurrection. That is a rapture celestial sequence. We mm -hmm. saw that in 2017. Okay, that was a sign up in the sky. And the Bible talks about in Genesis uh, 14 and 15, you know, God created the lights in the firmament, first for signs, and then days and seasons, you know, separate, and then to uh, for the lights on the earth and so on and so forth. Okay. So if we if the these things if um if these are for signs and we're about to head into the semi tribulation potentially, then there have there has to be something going on up above us over the last seven years to indicate that something is about to happen. Okay. Mm -hmm. And has there been anything going on up above us for the last seven years, guys? A whole bunch of signs. In fact, we eat this uh seven year seven-year sequence of this seven-year Shemitah period we're in right now from 2015 to 2022 got kicked off with the Blood Moon Tetrad and the Bethlehem Star at the pre at the beginning of it. And it wasn't part of the sequence. I mean, it wasn't a part of the Shemitah cycle. It was at the end of the last uh, Shemitah cycle. All right, you've never seen anything like that before. Okay. You know what's interesting about that, Bob, is that, that? 
the the 31 through 38 time frame was exactly 12 sevens ago and you were talking about a cycle of 12 right Mm -hmm. and that that 1938 may 14th to may 15th blood moon was in the 10th shemitah cycle of those 12 and we right now from 2015 to 2022 are in the 10th shemitah cycle of this 12 and we had a blood moon exactly on may 14th and 15th as well so Mm-hmm. I thought that was very interesting because we know what happened starting in 1938 and went to 1945. And that was basically seven years of war, seven yeah. years of peace being taken from the earth uh, and on what you call the tribulation dry run. And I thought that it was very interesting that what we've been talking about, especially what you've been talking about on your channel, but we've been talking about for a while, though, is that it looks like the earth is primed and ready to have peace taken away from it once again. So when they say peace and safety, sudden destruction comes upon them like a woman in in, uh, childbirth, basically giving birth to a child, which points back to the Revelation 12 sign which is a woman in travail and about to give birth. And in Revelation 12, 5, that's where she does give birth. And that's where the word harpazo is. (laughs) So I thought that that was interesting because right now we're seeing the lining up and we're already seeing the, the war starting to really start to get, uh, you know, burning hot. And it's just a matter of time until the sparks really ignite and I, I, I don't think it's far-fetched for any of us to say that 2022 to 2029 appears to be uh, an extremely dangerous period of time, which would line up with the exact 11th Shemitah cycle 12 cycles ago. Right. And you even, you even have, uh, you guys hear how Britain now is getting all their planes, they're lining up their planes on all their passenger airline uh, uh, airports now. They're getting their military involved. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, you get like these other nations, these nations that, you know, haven't done anything in a long time. And now, you know, now here they are getting involved now. Okay. You always, you know, you always hear about things going on in the Middle East. You always hear about mm-hmm. Iran. You always hear about Israel, you know. But now you're getting nations like Russia really involved. Now you got Ukraine. You got Great Britain getting in there now. You know, World China. War Three is on our doorstep. And World yeah. War Three is also, I believe, is the uh, uh, transcends over the semi-tribulation because it has all the call signs of the sure. tribulation. I mean, after all, World War Two transcended over 1938 to 1945 tribula- uh, sequence, uh, seven-year sequence for the tribulation. That's the right. cycle. It transcended over that one. So why would it not transcend over this one coming up? Because right. we sure see everything happening right now. And China, like I said, they're they're positioning themselves for takedown of Taiwan. And they said, they said we are not leaving. We are staying mm-hmm. here permanently. We moved all of our equipment. We're and they're they're in Venezuela now. They said we are staying here permanently. What do you think they're gonna do? Hang out and cook marshmallows? No, <laughs> they're getting ready not to likely. come here and yeah. think about it. Say, oh, bother, yeah, that's so far fetched. I don't think anything like that happened. You know, think about it. We have a president 
well, it's not really a president, it's a monkey or something like that, something in the White House there. But he has depleted our military down to the weakest it's ever been. We have the lowest enlistment rate. We're not replacing any, hardly any soldiers now because they're stupid agenda, stupid uh, mandates now. And he shipped off the majority of our equipment mm-hmm. to uh, to Ukraine. So now, come on, man. That's right. We don't come have on, the manpower. Man. We talked about that last week. I mean, we don't have the equipment, the manpower. We don't have the money. We don't have the gas because they're sending all of our gas now to China. So if if, they, if there is an invasion on America, we need to be able to move equipment around really quickly. And how we're going to do that of all the reserves that were meant to be saved to use for that purpose has been shipped off to China. How are we yeah. going to defend ourselves? How are we going to defend they, ourselves, Michael? What do you think? Weren't they trying to say already that we're like in a four-year like backlog for the Javelin launcher? I mean, that's how, how would we even do anything and i thought about the same thing and i just thought it was really interesting actually I was watching the news the other day unfortunately <laughs> and they were talking about how the uh one of the press conferences there at pentagon was saying oh no we're not we're not dangerously low on munitions although some former generals would beg to differ with that but i think that's a very dangerous territory to be in having served in the united states military and been in the army i've kind of been able to see some of the logistics and some of the things that have taken place since this administration has come into power and absolutely nothing makes sense from the abandoning of all of our equipment over in um, afghanistan and when we would pull out of an area right and we couldn't take equipment Almost everything that we had had incendiary devices built in, almost like a kill switch, right? So we were supposed to hit the kill switch if you couldn't take it with you. That way it would render it inoperable. No one else could use it. To me, there's so many red flags and different weird things that make me go, huh, having had served, that I just, it cannot be ignorance. I just feel, I feel in my spirit that this is all by design. It's all by design. You cannot tell me that this is not by design and i what i've come to the conclusion of is this is siege warfare going against america and anytime you were to take out hardened targets you have to cut supply lines you would have to deplenish the morale of the people you would have to deplenish the military assets i mean this is literally siege warfare 101 and i really believe that's honestly where this is going for america and i find that very disheartening but at least we don't put our stock in this this world and then this kingdom you know and i think that that. oh i know praise the lord because (laughs) if i didn't have like if we didn't have the lord you know and we didn't have the blessed hope things would be so grim and i just thank jesus because i don't understand how most people can truly look around at the world and the current events that are happening and truly even Let's just throw a complete hypothetical out there. Even if something, nothing were to happen, this next bit of time, these next seven years are going to be earth-shaking for us and all around the world. You can see it just lining up, and there's only one possible explanation for all this, and I think we all know it's because our blessed hope's about to come and take us out of here, and we're about to see the world enter into the Great Tribulation period. Amen. Thank you. Perfect. You know, yeah. in dreams and visions, um, I tell you what, dreams and visions have really been making um, 
making a lot of headway now. And it's amazing over the last like 70 years how dreams and visions about two things, the rapture, resurrection, and the tribulation. Okay. And pre-tribulation events that leading up to the rapture, resurrection, and uh, tribulation. That's basically all I see and I've been seeing. Okay. And these dreams in, G- in, the, in, in, in Joel 2.28, the Bible says that he will pour out his, uh, he will pour out his spirit in the last days and all flesh. The sons and daughters shall prophesy, and your old men shall dream dreams, and so on and so forth. So, with that being said, over the last 70 years, there's been a massive uptick in dreams and visions dealing with the rapture, the tribulation, and things leading up to the tribulation. And here's the thing is, these dreams are taking place all around the world. Now, what's amazing is, during the last 70 years, you didn't know about these dreams, okay? But... Within the last 10, 15 years, we have platforms like YouTube here got got established and so on and so forth. Now we are hearing about these dreams and visions now from people all over the world confirming it. Okay. And that's a beautiful thing. I love that. You know, I even built a website that that, that intakes dreams and visions that people can go to. So we're able to do stuff like that now. Because God knew that in the last days, we would need to be able to communicate with each other and share these dreams and visions with each other. Why? Because they give us hope. All right. They give us hope. We're supposed to encourage one another with these words. They have meaning. As we are commanded by our Apostle Paul. Okay. Mm -hmm. And this is why, and God doesn't just give out dreams just to mess with us. Right. He doesn't (laughs) give out dreams just to mess with us. He said, hey, get ready. Okay. This is why when you have dreams, I've had them. When they are crystal clear, uh, Michael, you're talking about that before. These dreams yeah. and visions that you have, oh, yeah. they are crystal clear. And yeah, those yeah. are the ones that are from God. Yeah, you dream stuff all night long, all kind of crazy stuff. But then God comes in. He dials your brain in. Say, hey, 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 we're over here. Calm down. <laughs> got something for you to look at before you go back to other, other Dials stuff. in. <laughs> and, and, he will, and it's amazing because, you know, I dream a lot. I yep. mean, a lot. But I can't remember anything. But the rapture dreams, I can remember them all the way through. Every single one of them. From years ago, I could tell the whole story all the way through. Mm-hmm. One I have just recently I shared with you guys. Okay. So that right there is God is saying, look, I'm giving you guys dreams and visions. Not to mess with you. I'm giving you guys dreams and visions because it's about to happen. It's oh, about yeah. to happen, everybody. Okay. You know and, what a lot of people are saying, Bob? Yeah. That that people that they know and themselves are sharing and having dreams much more frequently than ever before, and I and I gotta say it it certainly appears that way on your site and on your YouTube videos. Whenever you post a video, I mean, there's literally like fifty to a hundred people within a day posting their dream that they just had this last week or whatever. So. I mean, I can't. I, I don't. I don't think that this has happened before, where this th- these many people and, and, and have had dreams. There are people on on chat right now that said, "I just had three this week." I mean, mm-hmm. that is. Uh, th- I think this is unprecedented, and th- I believe this verse is actually coming to life right before our very eyes. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, I I wouldn't say I have rapture dreams very often. So when they do happen, it's absolutely amazing. Because like uh, like Bob was saying, it it just gives you so much hope. But 
I have quite a few trains and, you know, even just recently I had one that was just razor sharp. You know, I went outside, it was really hot and it's, it's like all the cars stopped working and people were getting in the car accidents. And it was weird because out, when I was standing outside before it started happening, my wife was with me and I was like, and it's really hot outside. It's you can actually feel the elements, the wind. It's, it's different. It's not like a typical dream. It, uh, I'm sure those who have experienced it know exactly exactly what I'm talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, because you know it doesn't come that often, and it feels more real than a typical dream. Yeah, I mean, we dream. Most of us dream, and a lot, you know, a lot of people will say, "Oh, I, you know, I don't, I don't have any of these dreams." But you know, uh, for the most part, we all dream. I mean, mm-hmm. I, we we just don't remember them. Um, you know, this is based off of you know scientific research. We all dream. Okay, it's not it's just that we don't remember every part of our dreams throughout the night. So what comes to memory, what you know, that part I don't know, I don't know why, but there is something different when the Lord is taking control uh of your of your dream and is trying to show you something. I believe that. I truly believe that and it is completely different. Oh yeah, totally different. So this 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 post droughts are on a biblical scale. Flooding yeah. is on a biblical scale. Storms are on a biblical scale. Signs all over the sky. I've not seen the moon in a week, a week before it moved all over. I mean, the, so people are experiencing things right now that are like somewhat, they can see the, the signs happening here on, on earth, but they can also feel like and see things happening in the sky. We've mentioned things that we've seen in the sky before, not in dreams, but actually like <laughs> wide awake. Uh, we've also seen things in the sky in our dreams as well, and other people have, as many other people, thousands, tens of thousands actually are on just Bob's website alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, there's also a supernatural thing that's going on right now, which is going to really manifest itself during the tribulation. So that, once again, just leads me to believe that we are extremely close to that period of time and that, Bob, we've talked about this before, we're in this, like, blurred time this transitionary time frame where where the lines are getting blurred, and I think that we can see that happening more and more every day, which is the recklessness, the lawlessness that's going on, and just all these precursors that are occurring that are going to manifest themselves wholly during the tribulation when it's going to be a very supernatural time frame during that period of time. I, I just don't certainly know that the world is not prepared for that. I I don't even think most people can be prepared and the only preparation you can make is spiritually with the Lord and you can be a a doomsday prepper if you will right but I was I was telling some of my family about this I was like you know when you're a soldier and you go on deployment right you have something to look back to you may be in what you would consider a hellish environment but in the back of your mind, you're like, well, you know, nine months, we get through this, we're back in home, you know, everything's gravy. But when we enter into a time frame or when people enter into that time frame, when there is no peace left in the world, there's warfare everywhere and everything's falling apart. It's, it makes it very understandable why man's hearts will fail for fear, as well mm-hmm. as many other reasons that that would happen. We but can't take that verse lately. I mean, we no. really can't. And men's can hearts will like- fail them. Right. And when you consider this, the, these prophecies that are going to come to take place, Psalm 83, Jeremiah 49, Isaiah 17, Ezekiel 38, 
th those are major things that occur. Uh, and the Bible is going to be able to be pointed to at that period of time. I mean, I, I got to believe that the witnesses, this all, if all these things happen during the tribulation, the witnesses are going to be speaking about, I'm sure the 144,000 are going to be, I mean, th this, those are witnessing tools to show that the Bible is true. And yeah. it's yeah. and if the if that part of the Bible is true, then why not everything else as well? What what you know if all these people disappeared and you got these these crazy cockamamie stories going around? Well, here, what about this this story that the Bible says that happened? Why yeah. can't that be true as well? If all these exactly. other things are taking place, why how why weren't these people taken by the Lord Himself? So right. I mean, I I, I got to believe that that people who just refuse and just harden their hearts, Greg, it's going to be harder on them than I think almost on anybody else, because they're the ones who are actually going to be more afraid every day because they're seeing these things taking place. They're going to be blaspheming God. They're going to be continuing to, to not, not believe that, that he is the Messiah. They're going to take up a false Messiah. They're going to believe in him and they're going to get crushed as well mm -hmm. and it, it it's it's a sad story for them it's much more sad for them than anyone who actually goes to the tribulation gets persecuted and killed those people are blessed they're getting mm -hmm. a glorified body the ones who don't they're not and right. so it, it, it's extremely difficult for us to understand as believers to to have that mode because we've already rejected our human nature to reject god basically right so we put off that old man and said we're not we're not that anymore. And we've mm -hmm. repented of that and said we can't do it on our own. We know that we can't save ourselves and that this perfect Jesus Christ is our only hope. Yeah. <laughs> so, exactly. uh, you know, that, hey, that, guys, that's um, the attitude and mindset you have to have in order to be able to survive these days. Otherwise, yeah. you get put into depressions of fear, anxiety and so forth. And during the tribulation, it's going to be just 100 fold. You know, uh, Kevin, you're talking about the supernatural, time of supernatural event, the rapture resurrection is going to happen and all that stuff. Um, I saw this book. I wanted to buy it. Uh, I don't know if you guys have heard of it. It's called, uh, put the camera here, Project World Evacuation. You guys ever heard of that book by Tula? Project World Evacuation. No, sure haven't. No, I have not. The UFOs to assist in the great exodus of human souls oh. off the planet. I've heard of something similar to that. Conditioning, yeah. conditioning. Get this. Get this. Um, there's a few quotes in the book. I was looking at uh, some of the precepts of it. It says here, uh, right here, okay. Says, oh, uh, yeah, we can yeah. read that. Yeah, I have heard of this book, actually. Tula. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's see if we get it straight here. Tula's yep. calling as a messenger of light began in the early uh, her early 70s with her, channel with her channeling work commission personally by Ashtar on behalf of the Intergalactic Space Confederation in addition to Project World Evacuation and her future works to be published it by Inner Light included messengers. I think I can't see yeah. there. <laughs> the thing is, she was uh, channeling this demon and she wrote this whole book. And get this. Interesting things uh, in this book. It says here, uh, and I'll just give you a, a brief breakdown of the book. It says that uh, and this demon was talking to her when she was channeling this demon writing this book. Basically, it was laying down a narrative that there will be a removal of Christians from the from mm -hmm. the world. 
because yeah. they uh, there needs to be a purging of the intolerant people that are keeping progress moving forward. So you mean the restrainer? Yeah. So these uh, and basically what they're called is rescue ships. All right. It says that uh, these rescue ships will get close enough in a twinkling of an eye. These are little words. <laughs> the, uh, the rescue ships will get close enough in the twinkling of an eye and set their lifter beams to pull people off the earth. And the rescue ships will take these people back to the mothership. Okay. Lifter so beams. It, it used the words in the book <laughs> in the twinkling of an eye. Why yeah. would they say that? I mean, come on. Uh, yeah. I mean, they're totally ripping off. Well, come on, man. Paul told us. Come on. You're plagiarizing. You know what? And the top of all that, um, I'm going to read the book and probably get a lot more into it. But the thing is, I was researching a bunch of other books, and you would be surprised in how many books and uh, literature and documents I found of uh, different people channeling demons, mm -hmm. telling the exact same story. And thing is, what are they trying to lay this narrative down for? What are they preparing the world for? Why? Mm -hmm. yeah, think about this. Why are these demons, fallen angels, whatever, going through all this trouble to channel with these people and create documents yeah. and books and literature and all kinds of stuff like to, this for the unsaved to read? Why are they doing this? To deceive, the very, doing to deceive the very elect? Yeah, because they the know the rapture now. resurrection is coming. Mm -hmm. They know it's coming. They didn't do all mm -hmm. this stuff just because they thought it was fun. To see what to see people write stuff down for them, no, they know yeah. the rapture resurrection is coming, and they have to yeah. use whenever when this event takes place. They're going, oh, have you read our book? You see, our book is true. Yeah, okay, yeah. all you people, take our mark now. Okay, you should have read our book. That's where all those Christians went. They're troublemakers and bigots. All right, yeah, they're that, keeping oh, we, progress and going forward. We took care of your problem. Yeah, really? didn't, okay. didn't she write hey. in there too saying that basically all the undesirables or the Christians would uh, be re-educated and returned back to earth at a certain undesirable. Time? Yeah, I'm, we are going to be returned back to the earth. I know, but I, I thought it was that particular author that talked about that because before you showed her picture, I didn't recognize the book, but I've heard a lot of people have talked about that one. That was pretty yeah, crazy. Pretty. So we're going to yeah, be yeah. taken and then we're going to return. Is that what they're telling us? It's either this particular book or it's one like it, but I do remember a I'm going here, though. of the undesirables. Once the they are going to be taken, and we are going to return. So they're, they're they're right about that. Are you <laughs> are you right. of the body? Yeah. Are you mm -hmm. no? Hey, uh, I have to I have to interject something right here. Um, you were talking about uh, Bob was just talking a few minutes ago about you know the end, end time end time dream and vision and, and uh, the dreams and the visions that, that people are getting all over the world. But um, it, it reminds me that they has to fall into, I feel it has to fall into three categories. It has to edify, exhort and comfort, right? And that's what the word says. It talks about that in first Corinthians 14 about prophecy, uh, but he that prophesies speaks to men exhortation, edification, exhortation, and comfort. But every everything that the one true and living God gives you via a dream has to. It, it's not something that's going to tear you down or, or cause you anxiety. It's it's going to it's going to be something that's going to exhort you to continue 
And it's also going to be a comfort because you know, know what's going to be happening. Um, we don't have to worry about what Tuella or whatever she wrote. Um, she's sure maybe she's channeled a demon. I, you know, I know people do that. At the same time, there's a lot of people that, um, you know, it's just like in Star Trek with the tractor beams. You know, the yeah. tractor beams are going to take exactly. us up. Yeah. But yeah. at the same time, if we look at everything, when we read the word from the from those points, and especially in the epistles, does it edify? Does it exhort? And does it comfort? If you if you have those questions, and when you're reading something or when you're talking to somebody, are you doing that? Even when you're witnessing to somebody, are you building them up? Are you exhorting them? Are you giving comfort? We think we're giving comfort to people. They're giving them the answer, which is the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, I mean, that's and being built up and, and, you know, be able to, you know, face another day, um, be able to overcome adversity like what's been, you know, what's happened recently with, with, uh, People that we know, like with with Kev and, and Brian and other people, have been dealing with things and what you know what Michael was sharing earlier. That's something that's I know that was a comfort to him when he when he was able to uh, you know to the addiction. That's you don't have a hold over me anymore. You're gone. Yeah. Because my my Lord took it. Um, that was something that built you up. That was something that. Uh, it edified you because you, you you finally realized, even though you knew it in your heart, that the strength was coming from him, that you finally accepted it and you went, okay, now I can be at peace. It's See, the word is not yeah. some thrown together mishmash mm-hmm. of words that was put, it was written by some guys with robes in the desert. <laughs> you know, uh, it's it's just, and the thing about it is too, it's, Whenever you, whenever you watch videos on the on the rapture resurrection or something, don't don't go to them thinking, oh, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna learn all this this far out science fiction stuff that's gonna be happening. This in reality is is accelerating all around the world unless you're unless you're blind to seeing what is going on um, by the books that are published, like what Bob was just showing to uh, wars rumors of wars, um, the negativity of the news, just, you know, if you get caught up in too much mm-hmm. of that, it can really, it can really run you down to the point where you feel like giving up, but we, we don't want you to give up because, um, we believe we have the answer, not we collectively have the answer, but, uh, Jesus Christ came to bring you the answer, yeah. you know, and, uh, so that, that's kind of what I've been getting out of what you guys have been talking about. Because well, how do we get I, I, the answer? How do we how do we come across the answer? Because some people will say, "Oh, well, you know, who who are you? You know, we're we're well, nobody, right? How do we that, how do we get that? Do we just not, stumble across it? Yeah, it's not that we sought the Lord; He's the one that sought us. Yeah. Amen. You know, Amen. I mean, if I if I if I if I had been God, I don't know if I would have saved me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, you know I mean, I really I really think about that all the all the anxiety I caused people and myself and my parents and everything, you know, all that stuff over the years. But at the same time, it was, 
not that we love God, but he first loved us. Yeah. And he sent Amen. his son. He didn't have to, he, you know, you think about this, you got, he didn't have to do this. He did not have to do this, but he did it because of his great love wherewith he loved us. That's, I, I don't know, some, it just, it, it overwhelms me in my finite mind here, thinking that, you know, it's just, it's such a, it's a gift. It's, yes. a, it's a free gift, Michael. It's something that we did not deserve. Uh, it's yeah. something that we could never have worked for. But yet, no. God saw fit to to look at us and think, these guys are going to believe my word, and they're going to believe what my son accomplished, and they're going to do something with their lives when it comes to this. That's so it's it's mm-hmm. it's a responsibility that we have, but it's also a great honor, I think, to oh, be yeah. able to, to be able to come on here on a Tuesday night and possibly give somebody who's searching a, an opportunity to change their lives. What do you think, Bob? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I totally, I, I'm sorry, but I, I, I totally, I totally get it. And, um, I was thinking, I was reading actually this the other day and, um, about how Jesus in the story of Legion, right. And how he's going across the waters and he redirects his position, right. To go, cause he heard the call, the heart call, of the man who was possessed. And um, I started thinking about the parallels between the very beginning in the book of Genesis and how waters have always been a typology, a, a type of people, right? And it talks about how God's spirit hovers over the surface of the deep, right? We have that picture of all the waters. And I was like, how perfectly illustrated Jesus showed us, not just the natural, but a spiritual picture of when our hearts are calling out for help, how he's so quick to his spirit to just shoot over to us and give us an answer. And I think at some point, if we examine ourselves and remember the past before we came to the Lord, there was, there was a moment when your heart started calling out for him. And I'll never forget the day that that happened to me. It wasn't something that I could tell you at that point what that was happening but the lord had reminded me of that moment and i was like wow lord you're so awesome you're the one you found me where i was and and brought me out of bondage you brought me out of depression and just guys i was an absolute mess i mean the final time before i came before i was born again what my last near-death experiences because I just, I couldn't take life anymore. And uh, I don't want to get too crazy in out there because it just brings out my emotions. But, you know, it was only God that spared me and brought me through it. And I'm just so grateful every day that I'm alive and I can share the good news of the gospel with others, you know, and it's such a, it's a, it's a gift. It's a privilege I should never have had it, but God in his infinite mercy is so good to us. And it's just, when you remember things like that, it don't matter how much the enemy wants to beat you down or like what me and Greg were talking about. Sometimes we can get in our, you know, we kind of get flesh minded and not see the bigger picture and we can start feeling that oppression of the enemy. But when the Lord brings those things back up to memory, like don't forget you know, remember, and it just brings you to a whole new place, emotionally, spiritually, physically, and it, you're just re-energized by God's spirit to just, just go out and be a centurion. <laughs> centurion what you said, of faith. 
you, you said the one word you used there, Michael, was was so just a small word, something that I think a lot of times we we bypass because of the pressures of life, and it's being thankful. Because, yeah. you know, be ye thankful in all these things. Be ye thankful. Um, Amen. We, we have a tendency in our society to be greedy mm. and be unthankful. And and I know that, that when we come together on a Tuesday night, I, for one, am thankful that I can spend an evening with you guys. Um, I could be watching the ball game right now. Or doing something else, but I'm doing this because it's it's just something I I believe it's it's needed. It's it's something that there are people uh, like me out there that it, way back when was searching, and like you were saying, you know, you have this. Uh, it's the cry. It's the it's the, it's our midnight cry. You know, Lord, we can't do it anymore. We need you. Yep. And when you get to that point and you start to thank him, then that's really when things start to happen. And if you reach out and if you give, like I say, every week, if you give Jesus a chance, Amen. buckle your seatbelts because he's going <laughs> to answer your prayers. And he may not answer your prayers exactly the way you think they should be answered. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> but that doesn't matter. Yeah. He, w- he will answer them. Right. Like uh, like last week we had when we went on there we had no idea you know I'm I'm not I don't want to put Kevin on the spot but we had no idea what was going on with him but then as as the evening progressed we found out and you know praise be to God he's better now but yeah. you know he didn't have to come on and share anything like that he could have kept all that to himself but because he because he loves and trusts us he did. Yeah. And and I'm thankful that he did because if he hadn't, we, we wouldn't have known. Unless yeah. the Lord had unless the Lord had given it to us. Prompted. Mm. It prompted us, right, Rick. Mm. I mean there's things that you or prompted him to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So there there's a certain amount of there's a lot of trust involved with sharing your heart, like you were just doing. It's it's hard sometimes to do that. But I think the Lord will always have something up his sleeve, if you will, to remind you, hey, you remember Back yeah. then, like people, they glorify drinking a lot of times. Yeah. But to me, there's nothing to glorify when it comes to drinking. Yeah. I mean, I know what it did to me. So, yeah. but Amen. at the same time, I'm just, um, I think being thankful is a key, a huge key. Oh, yeah. It, it yeah. Really gratitude, is. man. Yeah. There's not enough gratitude in the world anymore. No. And I definitely can see that. And I know it sounds, well, it's not crazy, but, you know, when I'm doing chores and I'm vacuuming, it's just sometimes I just sing my heart out to the Lord and just thank him. Just thanking him for <laughs> the ability to have a floor to vacuum or there vacuum to even vacuum with, you know, and and to have a life to have just woken up and rolled out of bed, you know. And I'm not saying that's every day. There's some days when, well, a lot of days when I wake up, I'm like, ah, uh, there's a lot of stuff to do today, you know, and I think we can all relate with that, but. Yeah, it's really important to remember. That's I think that's a really big thing and key for the time frame that we're in right now. Because the Lord just wants us to believe that he's going to do what he said he's going to do. And um, I actually had a type of 
dream about that. And um, that was the message was that people just need to remember and to believe that God's going to do what he said he's going to do. And I, when I woke up from that, guys, I was like, man, it's just, it reminds me of when it just echoes throughout scripture, you know, how God just wants you to have that trust and that faith in him. And so many people, you know, and it's so easy because Satan just wants to distract us with our devices and our time and our work and this and that and the other. But if we just remember where God's brought us from, no matter what you're going through, maybe there's a reason why I keep feeling this talk about addiction. But, you know, if you see where God's taking you out of, he's not going to leave you or forsake you. He's going to deliver you. And um. I was telling the guys earlier, I prayed for an entire year, right, before I was delivered from the last bit of my rehab. And I really believe it was a faith-building moment. I think things would have been much different if God would have just delivered me like that from the very beginning. I think things would have been much different than if I would have learned to rely on him every day and be like, Lord, you know, I need help. I need help. And it just, so when the Lord came through, it was just, man, it, it was earth shaking for me, you know, and I think we all have been through those moments. And don't Amen. feel and don't feel like you can't when you're praying. Don't don't feel like it's selfish to pray for yourself. Oh, no. You know, <laughs> Definitely because, don't feel that because way. <laughs> that's that's another one of the things. That's another trick mm-hmm. of the old. I, I call them split foot. You know, oh, yeah. why are you praying for yourself? You know, you know, mm-hmm. you, you, can, you, you, you can pray yeah. for other people, but that's selfish. But no. There's nothing selfish about it. You know, you're, you're, you want to, when I'm driving to work in the morning, I'm praying. And many times I'm praying, Lord, from the day, from my, to give me the strength, mm-hmm. you know, to, to make me a witness to, to be able to, um, mm-hmm. you know, to just praise you that I can, yeah. at, at my age, that I can still work. Yeah. You know, we, we make fun of ages and things on here sometimes, but still, you know, I, I I'm just, I thought I'd, you know, just you sharing that stuff is really what we're doing. We don't have a script, folks. We don't, we don't communicate. You know, Bob and I don't write a script back and forth to each other, and Kevin and I, and and Kevin uh, proofreads it, and yeah, <laughs> <he> proofreads it, <laughs> things like Again. that. We don't, we don't do that. We come on here and we we allow the Holy Spirit to to really direct what, you know, what yeah. we're doing, and and you know. Greg Greg puts this on. He has has us all come. All these all these characters come on here every week, and but we're it, it always seems to work together. It always seems to fit. How how do we how do we answer that one, Kevin? How does that work? How, how does it always fit together? It seems like you know it, it, it does. Even mm-hmm. with me saying stuff, it still. <laughs> That still sometimes fits my. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, because, you know, God's the one who's orchestrating and ordering our steps, you know. And when we when you step in faith, you know, he says not to worry about what to speak about right before the time that he gives us the words. He's the one that's in control. And I, I believe I shared this these stories before about when I was going through basic, how I asked the Lord for a miracle in a certain department about finding something. And how it felt like out of like 500 possibilities, how I looked across the sea of obstacles and was immediately able to be delivered in that situation. 
And it was, it feels like you're doing it, but you don't realize the hand of God is orchestrating and literally ordering your steps. And that's what the Lord showed me throughout my walk with him. And I, you know, when I started Centurions of Faith, I was trying to, at one point, I started kind of deviating and I was like, well, maybe I'll write something like you're saying, like a script. It just never worked out. It just never worked out. I was like, man, then I'm literally limiting the flow of the Holy Spirit because I'm trying to compress them and confine them into a set parameter. And it just mm-hmm. doesn't work that way with God. I mean, we see that. I mean, that was a big problem with the Pharisees, right? They try to put God in a box and say, well, he can't operate in this way. This this can't be God. Or if we seen him, we die. So mm-hmm. it's, I think we err greatly when we put God in boxes like that, and especially the working of his Holy Spirit. Now, there's yeah, nothing wrong that. with having things in order. You mean you have oh, to have no, some no, kind no. of order, but it can't be something that we're we're sitting down here and we're going. Uh, this is what we're going to talk about tonight because we know that we'll 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 draw more people to watch yeah. it if we stay in this one on yeah. this one subject. No, it has to be all. It has to be all separated, yeah. you know. And that's and and I could tell when the Holy Spirit is moving, and I could tell how we kind of just we we kind of overlap each other perfectly, you know. And then the Lord goes in a different direction. You know, you have to listen to the Holy Spirit where he wants to lead lead you because it shows here it's it does it does feed us, it does help us, but it's for everybody that's listening now and everybody's gonna be listening later. You know, a great example of listening to the Holy Spirit instead of doing your own thing. Uh if you guys remember Pastor Larry Shelby, had him on the show, remember him? Well, he was telling me a story when he was like he had this whole like whole uh uh, sermon laid out. He's going to preach to his church and stuff like that. And you, normally, you know what you need to do when you come up there, you have it, but then you got to listen and feel where the Holy Spirit's moving. And then if you have to change something or preach something different, you got to go with it. Okay. And he, he told me that, no, he's like, no, I am sticking to this unbelievable sermon I wrote. I got so many great points. And da, 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 I am sticking to it. This is incredible. So he went through the whole thing, got the end of the night. He was wait, waiting for that big finish, and he got done. He was just like, and everybody's just like, you know. <laughs> so it's like, uh, but then, you know, it, it, it didn't land. Okay. Yeah. But then he, then, then he's like, well, then I will go in a, the opposite direction on a different night. And he feels, he, he feels like, you know, I just, I, I fumbled through it. I had some good points, but I kind of fumbled through it, and then I got good acceleration points and, and just muddled my way through it. And, boy, he, people would get up and just cheer and get excited. People coming up to him afterwards, like, man, I needed to hear that tonight. I, I needed to hear that. That helped me. That touched me. And all the people coming up to him. So it's like, yeah, you have to listen to the Holy Spirit. You got to yeah. see where the Holy Spirit leads you. Amen. You know, that's why some of our shows here, we can really – and the whole show is just lightning, 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 you know. But then other shows just, you know, deals more with uh, salvation. And, you know, you know, yes, we could talk about how bad the world is. And uh, I think a lot of people love that doom and gloom stuff. You know, it kind of gets to be like addicting listening to that stuff, you know. But some people like to hear it because they know the rapture resurrection is right around the corner. Because yeah. they know if it gets bad enough, Bob. Rapture resurrection has to happen. Well, ask ask people going on people living in Ukraine. Ask them how bad it has to happen for the rapture resurrection has to happen. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't know how bad it's going to get here. I don't know how long it's going to be. 
And I know we're excited about this upcoming 26th, 27th of September, but it could be a Jubilee year, possibly. And we could go all the way. And boy, I tell you what, go all the way till Day of Atonement. You know, so many people, I tell you what, I could see that happening. I don't want it to happen, but here's the thing. If it does go that far, boy, those scoffers, uh, there are people waiting yeah. in the wind. They're going to just pounce on my channel. Kevin, yeah. you better be ready, man. These, that, that does not sound good. These people are going to be going nuts if there is no rapture by the 27th, okay? Because there's the, oh, Bob, you said this and said that. I, I never said, thus saith the Lord. I, I, I didn't say all that stuff. I'm just, I keep, I keep telling everybody in the intro to all my rapture, resurrection reports that I'm an analyst. I give you a forecast. My, my weather guy is wrong a lot. Okay, so I'm giving you a forecast <laughs> in the tribulation period. Okay, the, the the forecast could be incorrect. Okay, yeah. but I'm <laughs> I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid to get out there and make the forecast. So yeah. I'll take the hit. People need to be ready. People need to be excited. People need to be encouraged. Yeah. All right. People are coming to the Lord just from this preaching up up to uh, coming for the 27th of next month, 26th, 27th, Feast of Trumpets. People are seeing those videos getting saved for the first time. I'm hearing about that stuff. Yeah, right. You know, and basically people are motivated by two things, uh, fear of loss, excitement of gain. Okay, so that's where we're at right now, you know. Yeah, and just eagerly waiting in that hopeful expectation. I, I just don't think there's anything wrong with that. You know, mm-hmm. I think that it's very clear throughout Scripture that we should always remain in hope and I think it's awesome that you make those videos all the time to help encourage people because this world's dark. It's gloomy. We need that light. You know, we need the light of the gospel, the light of the truth. And it's such a perfect time that where we're all at that, like you're saying, so many more people are coming on to that arc, right? The salvation. And it's going to be so awesome because no matter how much they mock and scoff, you know, at the end of the day, God's going to do what he said he's going to do. And we all believe in him and we all know he's going to do it. So, you know, if, if uh, Noah could deal with it for as long as he did, I think we're okay. <laughs> That's good. Well, that people need to know about, you know, you could sit there and say, yeah, the rapture, rapture, hey, the rapture's going to come. Hey, uh, Greg, rapture's going to happen soon. You excited? You're like, yeah, I'm excited. I'm like, great. What if I tell you five minutes from now? Hey, right, Greg. Rapture's going to happen soon. You eventually that gets old, okay? <laughs> and it's going to get old. So hey, say hey, look at this video I made. Check out these numbers. Check out the stats. Check out the data. The data seem sure seems to indicate something's going to happen here real soon. Mm-hmm. Okay, this data is pointing to this. This is pointing to that. This is hard. These are facts. Okay, it's almost getting scientific, almost. Mm-hmm. You know. And, and when I start showing people that, people, boy, they get really excited, yep. you know. And it's, it's, I just love doing stuff like that. Just the way my mind works, man. I, I sit there's all this stuff constantly going around, you oh, know. Yeah. I was like, where do I get to fit all these pieces in, yeah. you know. And I, I, I keep thinking I'll never make a better video than that. I'll never make a better video than this one. I'll never make a better video than this one. What, am I, what else am I going to talk about? And then the Holy yeah. Spirit swoops in. Yeah, hey, look at that. I'm like, whoa, that's cool. Man, that's so (laughs) exciting. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's so awesome, man. Because I I think the same way sometimes. I'm like, wow, Lord, 
this study was just so mind-boggling. I can't believe I've never seen this before. And then that just builds upon another, like precepts that build upon precepts. And, you know, and it's just more mind-blowing. And it's like, man, I'm going to be like mush in my mind by the time the Lord gets to it. It's so awesome. Right. And I think that if we continue to, that if we continue to seek, the Lord's going to continue to give us the daily bread. Right. That's what it's all about. He's going to give us what we need to keep motivated, to motivate each other, to build up the body and edify. And I think that's awesome. That's and so who's cool. and who and who gets the glory? All the glory goes to God. Not, not us. Not mm-hmm. not Bob Barber, not Kevin Hauckman, not myself, not not you or Greg. We don't get the glory. We If we if we tried to do it that way to where, you know, hey, Bob's Bob's videos are outstanding. I mean, I mean, he just. I mean, I, I want to give you all the credit for everything you've come up with. First thing he's going to say to me, wait a minute. <laughs> my producer came up with that. <laughs> my Lord was the one that showed me these things. You know, mm-hmm. to him, he, he gets the glory. Not Amen. Me. And that's not, it's not that you, you don't have ability. We all have abilities, but he's the one that's going to get the glory. And if, if we, if we always look at that as being the end of what we're doing, we'll be able to have our fellowship will be, will will remain with him. But as soon as we, as soon as we try to take it on and, and try to build ourselves up and there's nothing wrong with being confident. Don't get me wrong. Nothing wrong with that. But if we try to put ourselves up into a position where we look at how great I am, that's when, that's when things start to go south. Yeah. Amen. You know, yeah. it just—it doesn't work. It, it hasn't ever, never worked for me, and it won't work for anybody. Yeah. It just doesn't. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, confidence is great, but where does your source come from? Right. You know, if your confidence comes from your flesh, you're gonna fail. You're gonna fall short, because only God can give you the strength to continue on. And I think that's really interesting. I've actually experienced this in my personal life, working in information technology. I was a system administrator and. A, worked in a data center and all kinds of different high speed, if you will, stuff. And uh, I remember the Lord was just blessing me and blessing me and blessing me. And it seemed like there was just nothing. Okay. That I, I felt like there was nothing that I couldn't overcome. And in the beginning I remained humble. Right. And then all these people kept coming up and being like, Mike, you're the man. And I just let that slowly creep in. And before you know it, I was all puffed up and immediately it was like something shifted and nothing was working right anymore. I couldn't figure out solutions and plans. And I was like, what is going on? You know, and I didn't realize it at the time because this is shortly before being born again. But I realized that God was showing me that when I was walking in humility and including the team in on it, because in the beginning I would be like, no, nah, it's not me, guys. We're a team. We work together, you know, but the moment I shifted in my heart, to becoming puffed up full of pride. It's like, God just brought it all down quickly too. It didn't even take that long. <laughs> so that's yeah. a warning out there for everyone. You know, your confidence, it's awesome, but it has to be rooted in Jesus Christ. That's it. Kevin. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I was just wondering what's, what you've been thinking about. You've been awful quiet there. I know you're busy with stuff, but what are you, what's stuff. on your, what's on your heart? No, I, you do realize that I moderate Bob's channel of yeah, I do five hundred and forty-three <laughs> people. I wasn't meaning to uh, to 
You know, Kevin, you're just yeah. off in La La Land over there yeah. doing that. <laughs> uh, hey, I could have said that. Kevin Houtman's in La La Land again. Oh, come on! Now. No, I got out. No, of I, I, I know, I know you're, I know you're busy with stuff. I I've just, been, I just I want to hear for many years. I just want to hear what you have to say. <laughs> I lived in La La Land for many years, Robert Hagen. Uh, um, how, how was it? <laughs> and I sat in. Well, I spent half my life in traffic. <laughs> Literally half my life in traffic. So, no, I will not be going back anytime soon to La La Land. Um, what am I been thinking about? No, I, I'm I'm taking all this in. They're like, talk, Kevin. Robin Masters says, talk, Kevin. Okay, fine. Um, you know, I'm no, I'm taking all this in. You you guys are are saying great stuff, so I'm listening. I, I I got, I don't know if I can add much to what you guys are saying because uh, you guys are calling it out as it is. You guys are speaking truth. I'm enjoying it. I I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I mean, it, this is, I'm, I'm in, listen, I don't do this all the time. I don't actually sit back and just not talk for a long time and listen. Um, but I do that every once in a while and I enjoy it. I guess it's a little awkward because I'm usually in the conversation, but, um, and I'm, but I'm here, I'm present. I'm listening. You guys are doing, you guys are saying amazing things. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know what else to add. You guys are, you guys are on fire. Keep going. Yeah, well, you we do a been... great job on our channel, brother. I really appreciate oh, it. Kevin's a moderator for my whole channel. I only got one moderator. It's Kevin. I call him oh. Kev 209. <laughs> from uh, <laughs> Robocop. <laughs> you have 20 <laughs> seconds to change your comment. <laughs> well, I do have one thing to add, and that is, now, Michael, you said this earlier. You're like, so we got this expectation level is rising. Yeah, my expectations level rising that the rapture doesn't happen on September 27th. Bob's right. He's going to get a whole bunch of trolls on his site, and I'm going to have to weed through, like, literally probably thousands of messages calling Bob a false prophet when Bob <laughs> never claimed to be a prophet in the first place. I mean, yeah. I already weed through them for the people who are preemptively doing it. They're like, now Bob said this, and I believe, and, and Bob is turning many people and going to depress many people and people have faith in Bob. And I'm like, Whoa, 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 wait a minute. Look, Bob's my friend, but Bob and I get along really well. He, uh, you know, I help him out with the, with the moderating. I, I, I work with him with the feed my sheep today, but I got to tell you this. I don't believe in Bob. I don't have any faith in Bob. I mean, <laughs> I, 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 I like what Bob says. I enjoy what Bob says. But I don't believe in Bob. I don't have a religion of belief in Bob. I just don't. Mm -hmm. I mean, look, Bob may be right about a lot of things. He may be wrong about a lot of things. But you know what? He's a man. And so I'm not going to put my faith in any man. Yeah. I enjoy what Bob puts out. And you know what? What he's putting out is good stuff. I mean, it's, 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 I, I like the fact that he's got like a logical approach to this that's not just like him saying, I think these things are going to happen and, and provide no evidence. I mean, we got plenty of people doing that all the time out in the world. But Bob actually lays down evidence. Does that mean that everything is going to line up exactly as he thinks it's going to line up? No, of course not. But what if it does? That's awesome. I mean, but at the same time, though, we're supposed to have faith in the Heavenly Father. We're supposed to have faith in Jesus. So when we do that, we know that he is going to take us and that the day of the rapture is going to be 
on the day of the rapture. That's when the rapture is going to happen. And so when that happens, we're going to be ready for it. There are, there are people out there that comment and say, the rapture can't happen uh, anytime soon here, Bob, because there are too many people that are expecting it. And I'm like, what? Are you kidding yeah. me? Are you yeah. joking me? Like 95 to 99% of the world's population is not expecting a rapture. I'm sorry mm-hmm. to say, but if you live in a bubble where every single person that you know is expecting the rapture, well, bully for you. That's awesome. You must bully. just, I mean, really, you must be living in, you know, in, in, in the body of Christ, rapture, pre-trib, rapture, believer bubble. Because no. I'm telling you, the world is not that bubble, okay? No. Mm-hmm. The world is not expecting the rapture. Yes, there are plenty of people who actually see the signs and see things happening and have read the Bible and see that at the end, these things are going to take place and know that we are in the beginning of sorrows. So yes, there are people who are expecting the rapture to happen, but the Bible says there will be people who are going to be expecting the rapture to happen as well. But it's good, but it says that the vast majority are not, and that is right where we are at. So for those who say, sorry, the rapture can't happen. Too many people are expecting it. Well, when 7 billion people in this world, start proclaiming that the rapture is about to happen and that it's not alien invasion or whatever, that it's actually the rapture and are quoting First uh, Thessalonians 4, uh, 15 through 18, well, then, okay, then you got me. Then, yes, the world's expecting it. But you know what? We are far, far from that. Far you know, from that. You know the world's expecting right now? If you go on YouTube and just search preppers or anything like that, the world is expecting a whole slew of different things. You got yeah. people waiting for an EMP. You got people waiting for a financial collapse. You got people waiting for a, vo- a super volcano to go off. People waiting oh. for an alien invasion. They're waiting for invading armies. There are all these people, that, and they say, well, I'm preparing for the EMP because that's what I think is going to happen. I'm preparing for the financial collapse because I believe that's what's going to happen. So all these people, here's the thing, though. The common thread everybody has, so. They know that something bad is about to happen to the earth. Sure. They everybody knows it. They can feel it. All right. Here's the thing: we are all created in the image of God, all of us. So the threat of God goes to everybody, saved and unsaved, because we're all creating God's image. Say, mm-hmm. all right. So we can all sense it. Something's coming. So these people, you got rich people going into their, their going into their bunkers now. People building bunkers. Bunkers getting going off the charts now. But the thing is. These people are all getting ready for something, right? But the thing is, we know better. What, what they're all getting ready for is not those things I just mentioned. They're getting ready for the rapture. They don't realize that. But they're all getting ready for the rapture. The rapture is the next big event. And after mm-hmm. the rapture, then all those things can take place. The Man. EMP fits right into the seven seals. All right? Volcanoes, right into those seven seals. Financial collapse right to the seven seals. It actually fits right into the four horsemen, actually. So if uh, all the stuff they're getting ready for follows the four horsemen, everything. Okay. Yeah. So they're not getting and like you're right, Kevin. If we I, I would say from my own calculation, if you take the amount of Christians in this world, which uh, I think the number was about a one point three billion, okay, and about eighty percent of them are Catholic, so they don't know not, not, nothing about the rapture. So that only leaves about 400 million. And then 400 million of them, they refuse to believe in the finished works of Jesus Christ or saved by the works. So maybe about 200 million mm-hmm. will probably be raptured off the face of this earth, give or take. 
just my mm-hmm. calculation. Okay. Sounds reasonable. But 200 million people are going to be raptured off the face of the earth. Well, listen, you, the, the, the people who, who are detracting and saying those things usually have other issues as well. They, they, they talk about uh, works normally and then they say other things regarding um, and then they and then you start really listening to them and they're either mid trip. But most of them are like post trip and they're like, just know what you're not going to ever get out of here. You're going to you're, you're going to you have to endure to the end. You know, good luck. Um, that's that, that their message to you. And I, and there was one guy who just posted something like that on, on, on one of your videos, Bob. And I'm, and I'm like, he's like, yo, you people are crazy talking about the rapture. Like it's something that's going to happen. Uh, it's not going to happen anytime soon. All you're doing is misleading people, Bob, blah, 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 blah. Rapture sucks. Rapture sucks. And I'm like, okay, hold on. Are you, you know, and he's like, you guys need to do what you're commanded to do. And I'm like, okay, dude, are are you doing what you're commanded to do in First Thessalonians four eighteen when speaking about the rapture? No. Nope. What does First Thessalonians four eighteen say? Encourage Greg. one another with these words. <laughs> well, yeah. Greg's right on. He's like, I'm on. I, I'm going to pull this First Thessalonians four eighteen up. Comfort one another. Each other with these words. Are you doing that, person who who posted? Are, are, is that a comfort? Does that feel comforting to anyone to say you guys are crazy? You guys are idiots. The rapture is not going to happen anytime soon. The rapture is not not going to save you from anything. <laughs> it's certainly, it's certainly not edifying telling somebody that, and it's not. Oh, yeah. You're not exhorting anybody by telling them they're crazy. I don't not. feel comforted when I hear that guy. No, no. no. In fact, you could tell when this guy when people make comments like that. I know right away they don't read the Bible. They don't yeah. study the Bible. They listen to a couple of Baptist preachers, maybe somewhere on YouTube somewhere, somebody that hates the pre-tribulation rapture, the rapture in general, and they base their entire life doctrine on those two videos. Yeah. I know they have <laughs> right. not read that Bible. They don't study the Bible. So well, people that make comments like that don't listen to them. You it's know because it feels comfortable to them. That's yeah. what it is because they feel comfortable. They have gotten into their comfort zone, and they're not willing to go beyond that. Yeah. And that's what the Lord showed me a long time ago is that they don't want to deal with this. They don't want to deal with it because there's a part of it, i got to be honest with you, that scares them. Mm-hmm. It's, it's well, scary to them. There's a part scared. of fear. There's yeah. fear in their hearts about it. And why would we – why would we fear something that Paul is telling us to comfort one another with? Yeah. It doesn't make sense. So there's something that has to be wrong there with the relationship. Yeah. You know what, Greg? Yeah. I didn't delete. I didn't delete his comment. I didn't. I, I actually replied to it. And you know what? Did I get a reply back that had any kind of rebuttal whatsoever? Of course not. No, because how is he going? How would someone rebut that? I mean, you can't. And so I, I let it stay up there, Bob, because I wanted maybe somebody else to see that, you know, when you have somebody who comes against you like that, respond to them like this. And guess what? It shuts them down. It shuts them yeah. down. E- either they think about it, Greg, and they, and they start getting some perspective or they just continue to living in their fear mm-hmm. yeah. and they want to spread their fear to others. Yeah. You, know you know what? what Bob, I don't like when, they, when people start spreading fear mm. on your, your, your channel. It, it, yeah. it does. It's, it's not good. And I and I all I want is like that those people just stay away. Stay just, like, look, you can watch the videos all you want. But if you're going to come into chat, don't start spreading your fear. 
because that, that is not a place for fear. That, that, that is a place to edify each other and to lift each other up, just like what this broadcast does every week. Yeah. Hey, uh, hey Greg, can yes. you pull up Ephesians, 13, uh, Ephesians 1, 13, and 14? Um, this is basically um, you know, for all those people out there saying that there is no rapture, there is no none of stuff like that. Uh, I'm going to break this down right here. And this is really cool. You guys are going to love this. So uh, it says here, in whom we, in whom ye also trusted that after that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after that ye believed, ye were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. You're spiritually mm-hmm. sealed. Your body has been mm-hmm. dealt with, but your spirit was sealed. That's also yeah. Ephesians 4.30. Okay. Yeah. But look what it says here in the very next verse. Which is... The earnest of our inheritance mm. until the redemption of the purchased possession unto the praise of his glory. Now, think about this for a minute. What is an earnest? You ever bought a house before? What did you have to do? You had to put down earnest money. Why? Mm-hmm. Because eventually you were going to purchase the home. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, it says here, which is the earnest of our inheritance? What's the, what's the earnest of our inheritance? The Holy Spirit being mm-hmm. sealed receiving God's spirit and being sealed. That way, when we die, our spirit goes to heaven. But yeah. look at what it says here, which is the earnest, which is the beginning, all right? So basically, when God gives an individual member of the body of Christ the Holy Spirit, he's going to do something. <clears throat> what he's going to do is give us an earnest, which is basically a demonstration of something he's going to ultimately accomplish in the future, okay? That's what the earnest is. He gives yeah. us the Holy Spirit, and we're sealed with it until a later date. And it says right here, which is the earnest of our inheritance? What is our inheritance? The rapture resurrection, the completion yeah. of our yeah. salvation. Our yeah. spirit is sealed, and then our body is changed at the rapture resurrection, whether you're resurrected or you're raptured. So that's what it says here, which is the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption, until the rapture resurrection of the purchased possession unto the praise of his glory. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if the person, if the, if the, so if the Holy Spirit is given as an earnest, it is a guarantee of our inheritance. It is a guarantee that you're going to be raptured. It is a guarantee that God is going to complete that work within you talked about in, uh, what was that verse? Uh, Colossians 2.12, where it says, Buried with him in baptism, wherein also ye are risen with him, through the faith of the operation of God. Okay. So the operation is the work of that inheritance. I mean, it's a work of that earnest right now. Okay. Yep. That's all part of the operation, the earnest. All right. Something that God is going to ultimately accomplish in the end, which is the rapture resurrection of our bodies. Yep. Okay. So this means that no saint will lose their inheritance. You won't lose your salvation. Why? Because you're given the earnest by God. The earned mm-hmm. money is then the account is sealed. You receive the earnest, which means God will ultimately complete that yeah. work that is within you. Nobody's going to lose their salvation because mm-hmm. every saved person has the Holy Spirit within them. Every truly saved person. Yeah. Saved. yeah. That's an important exactly. thing. One thing about the rapture. It's great for us. It's going to be an amazing thing. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I'll tell you this. It also shows off the power and the glory of God the Father and His Son, Jesus Christ. When yeah. you consider what what exactly that work that's being done at that point, I mean, to actually lift people off 
change them forever. I mean, it is going to show his majesty. It, the, the rapture event is a gigantic event that, that points everything to Jesus. That he, and, and, the, and that the simple fact is, is that that verse that speaks of it in 1 Thessalonians 4 talks about Jesus descending from heaven and calling yep. people to, to, to be with him. And the fact that he has the power to do that, that nothing's going to be able to stop him from doing that, Bob. No, no, no matter who you are and what belief that you have or what you've been told or what, what you think about the rapture, Jesus is going to do it. Yeah. And he's going to do it despite what you believe and what you think and what you expect and what you think that you deserve or what you think that we deserve. The simple fact is that Jesus himself is the one who's going to call his prized possession to himself because that's what he wants to do. You see, yeah, he prayed for that in John, I believe it's 14. He prays that those who believe the words from his disciples and who ultimately believe in him, that they would come to be with him. You see, mm -hmm. that's what he yeah. prayed while he was on the earth. And he yeah. prayed that we would ultimately be reunited with him. And that's what he's going to do through his power. You see? So no matter yeah. what anyone says about it, the simple fact is that God's going to do it and that and that that power is going to be manifested one day. And we are going to be recipients of that because that's what he wants for us. Amen. Yeah. And right. Ephesians 1, 13 and 14, what uh, Bob was talking about, it's so awesome because when we look at that, it says until the redemption of the purchased possession, right? So that seal, there's a time frame on it, just as in Satan's seal for a thousand years. You always see these time frames associated with the seals if you really look at it, right? And that the word seal is strong, G4972, which is Sabritzko. Uh, don't quote me. I'm not that great phonetically with these words, but that's <laughs> to keep you safe from Satan, right? It's security from Satan. It's to be marked by mm. God. And this is so important to remember, guys, because when you're sealed, right, you have that time frame, that church age, right? We're indwelt of the promise of the Holy Spirit that was given in John 6, I believe, when Jesus talked about the promise of the comforter who was coming to indwell within us. When you're sealed with that, that's forever. You are a purchased possession. What were you purchased by? By the blood of Jesus Christ. So you don't even belong to yourself, right? Because you have been purchased by the Lord Jesus Christ. And I think that's really important. And that's why when we see Philippians 1.6, we can be confident, right? Because he who began that work within us will be will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. So he's going to complete that work, right? At mm -hmm. the rapture. Like mm -hmm. Bob was saying, we'll get the new body. We've already mm -hmm. been sealed by that spirit. We're just waiting right. for the redemption of what the Lord has done for us, our purchase position, his purchase oh, position, our body. Yeah, that's, so, uh, Bob, who's, more, who's more miserable, Bob? Somebody who believes like mid-trib or post-trib or a Democrat. Which one's more <laughs> miserable? I mean, I think somebody who believes in post-trib <laughs> because so. Democrats, think, they, Democrats don't have a heart. More than all of them. I mean, the post-tribbers are like, are just like, are you kidding me? Like they, they, Greg, they, we've mentioned this how many times about how the Antichrist overcomes the saints. Now, granted, it is blessed for those who die during that period of time. But I'm telling you, Greg, that these same people who talk about that are not thinking about death. Okay. 
they're not considering death as an option. They, 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 they think that they're going to, to make it through somehow, mm-hmm. and that they're going to get all the way through, and that, and that in the meantime, during that period of time, they're going to fight. They're going to fight this guy. They're going to fight that guy. They're going to fight the Antichrist. They're going to be on a, <laughs> on a rampage. I mean, is, really, is that what we're called to do? I, I don't see anywhere in there that says that yeah. it's our fight. Is it our fight? Yeah. Or well, has the battle already been won? Here's the problem with fighting during the tribulation period. The Bible <laughs> says whoever kills with the sword shall die by the sword. If you live by the sword, if you kill with the sword, you so basically during the tribulation, if you kill somebody, guys, like, you should not be killing nobody. Thou shall not kill. That still stands in the tribulation. So you mm-hmm. need to be killed with the sword now. That All makes right? me so also like, hard, Bob. It's, it's like, like did you know what's wrong with fighting during the tribulation? It's just like it's so ridiculous. <laughs> but that's but that's what these people's doctrine is. And it yeah. and like you said, I don't I don't see that in the Bible anywhere. What I see is is what you're talking about, which is if you pick up a sword and you go against people, then you gotta expect that to happen to you in like manner. But I also see where it says vengeance is mine, says the Lord. It says that it is Jesus says that it is finished, that he did the work. What, why are we fighting a bat? Why are we trying to fight a battle to bring dominion without Christ Himself onto the earth? What I, I don't I don't see the purpose of that. And I'm telling you, I don't know who those who who are on Gab, who are like Gab or whatever. But there was just another email from the CEO of Gab this last week that just reeked and talked about Christian dominionism again. And I and I'm sorry, but that that is not our calling. Our calling here is not to change uh, this world as it is right now, and to br- and to usher in a a, a new uh, kingdom. Okay, that is not our job. Christ Himself, He has that job. That is not mm-hmm. our job. We are supposed to bring people into the kingdom. We're supposed to to to, to witness to them and to preach the gospel. In order for them to be saved, absolutely. But mm-hmm. we ourselves are not going to set up the kingdom here without Christ Himself. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. these, I think these people are seven years too early at the at the, yep. at the minimum. But, yeah, we're but not you know what? Them. Their mission is wrong. Their mission is yeah. incorrect. They, they, they don't. They yeah. don't. They, they don't they focus don't. on spreading the gospel. They focus on spreading their their theology, their opinions. And their and their their thoughts about way, the way things should be, and trying to set that up and say we are going to rule over that, but there's no mention of Christ there anywhere of ruling and reigning. I'm sorry, but Christ is going to be ruling and reigning. Not a, I mean, we sure we are too, but Christ is going to be the head of that. Okay, and these people never talk about Christ. They never talk about the second coming. They never talk about the rapture. They only talk about setting up a kingdom for themselves. That yeah. sounds very very similar, Bob to what yep. they were saying 2,000 years ago and saying, hey, set up a kingdom. Let's make Christ the king right now. And Christ's like, no, that's yep. not the way that it works. I'm going to come. I have to, First, I have to die and resurrect. And second, I've got to come back much, much later. But You're not going to set up a kingdom right here. And he didn't even want it done when he was there at that time. He certainly doesn't want it done when he's not here. I can tell you that. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't. Um, the thing that the Lord wants right now, he wants faith. You know, even Jesus, when he walked the earth, 
He was only moved by people who had faith. That's why he praised that centurion. I haven't seen such great faith in all of Israel. Yeah. And every time everybody came up short, oh, so ye so little, ye, uh, oh ye of so little faith. He was always getting angry over the lack of faith. Yeah, he wasn't getting angry at sin. He was getting angry over the lack of faith of everybody. Yeah. Okay, and that's what it takes. It takes to have faith in the finished works of Jesus Christ and say, "Hey, you know what? That's the only thing God accepts." God's wrath was satisfied with Jesus Christ's works at the cross. Mm-hmm. His wrath was satisfied. So you're telling me that, oh, I need to go against the Antichrist, and I need to get beat down, and I need to fight so the Lord will, the God will look at me and say, no, I'm satisfied with you. Come to heaven. No, it's not going <laughs> to work that way. It shows that he, you have no faith. In fact, in fact, basically the way it makes you look, right. you're kind of like, hey, look at me and how awesome I am. Yeah. Oh, man, I am so tough. You know, yep. yeah, we that, just yeah, band together, Bob. Hell. Look how Sorry. strong we are. We talked, we just <laughs> yeah. talked about this before. Yeah. It's band like of you, know, you can't put it upon yourself. It's you have to point to Jesus and say he's the one. But no, Bob, if we if we all come together in a new reformation, then then we surely we'll be able to change things and set up things the way that things should be here, right? Yeah, and and I think Dustin said it best in the chat. It's garbage. It's yeah. garbage. Well, we know that it's about God and what his finished work is and what he's doing, because we even see in Revelation 21, 5, you know, he who sits on the throne, right? He's the one that says, I'm coming to make all things new. So the, this whole notion where everyone's like, hey, you know, we're, we're going to turn this world around and we're going to create it in our image. I mean, that's just to me, that just sounds so satanic in itself, yeah. you know. And it's really, it's really from the devil, isn't it? yeah, yeah. You know, it, like you should become like gods, right? We can, we can rule and reign our own earth now. So, I mean, we'll I totally, like totally understand what you're saying. Kevin. You'll so, live forever. Yeah, you, can just, you know, make it great. Put out your med beds and live forever here. <laughs> and you, yeah. it's straight from the, it's straight, it's a straight up lie from Satan himself mm-hmm. from the beginning of time. Well, they're, they're, they're pushing out the World Economic Forum now. They are very open about chipping everybody. They want everybody chipped, okay? Uh, basically, they're going to make this thing look cool, and it's going to help you think better, you know? And they, they even say, well, there will be options where you can install it and uninstall it, turn it on and off, you know, all these kind of things, you know? But the fact is that they want everybody on Earth chipped now. So, I mean... I don't think we have another seven to ten more years, especially now they're calling for the, the you know, Klaus Schwab saying, oh, you, you, you own nothing by 2030 and you'll like love it. it. But now Klaus Schwab's like, we need to do this now. This needs to happen today. We're not waiting another seven more years. This thing needs to happen now, you know. And this is why you have, uh, for example, you guys heard Dodge is uh, getting rid of the, the Challenger and the Charger now. Yeah, oh, yeah, I think They're most of the car manufacturers are trying to get rid of a lot yeah. of gas. Switch over to electric yeah. cars. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's great. Pay an extra twenty-five grand for a car that nobody has. Uh, twenty-five grand with all this inflation, job loss, business loss, uh, money loss, banks going Crazy. down, fiat currencies going down. But yeah, twenty-five grand more on average for an electric car. And by the way, when you get that electric car, Kevin, there is no infrastructure to charge your car. <laughs> yeah. But Biden's like, it's a good idea. Oh, you're gonna think it's gonna be incredible. Can't make this stuff up. How is that electricity produced, Bob? How is that electricity (laughs) produced? Okay, mostly by fossil fuels. How is the car produced (laughs) in in factories using fossil fuels? I'm sorry, these people are nuts. They're crazy, and and this new California law that just went into effect about banning all gasoline cars from being sold. 
in just a matter of, I think, 13 years or something like that. I don't think they're going to make it there, Bob. I, I think I have a feeling that what you were talking about, about the Western Hemisphere going bye-bye, basically, is going to happen well before 13 years. So I don't think that 2035, I don't think they've got anything to worry about in terms of people having gas cards or not. I have a feeling their demise is going to happen much sooner than that. Yeah. I mean, California is passing all kinds of crazy stuff. I've just seen this uh, thing last night about uh, AB257, about regulation of fast food franchises. And just to see how they were, the way they explained it was that basically they would try to establish some type of uniformity and union over the fast food industry and that the franchisees will be held responsible by the corporation that owns them. But then they said something about appointing government led officials to oversight all of it. And I was like, man, this is, it's just crazy because we see this absolute complete government overreach happening in every industry. I mean, I couldn't imagine being a business and then having your government come down and try to tell you how you're going to run it. Like but, if we can't see the direction where we're going, it's not good. But Michael, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's what Ronald Reagan called the nine, the nine yeah. scariest words ever. It's right, just yeah. like, that, that is not what you want to hear. Uh, no. You don't you don't want to hear that I'm from the government. I'm here to help. You know that that's just simply not the case. So yes, when they make all these crazy laws and stuff like that, it's certainly not to help. And I think uh, somebody just did an expose not too long ago on, on these people who call themselves climate change activists or whatever. They fly around in private jets. That would be yeah. the first thing that you do if you actually believe that carbon emissions were just ruining this planet. The first thing you do is you look for the biggest carbon emitter things out there, and you'd be like, okay. Private jets, you're done. Any kind of, you know, dirty coal plant or whatever, that means China, you, sorry, India, sorry, your economy is done. You're shut down. You're going back to wood-burning stoves, which is actually what they're doing now in Germany. Uh, I don't know if you guys know about that, but that's what's happening, is that since Germany has a lack of natural gas and so forth, people are actually going out into the forest, foraging, cutting down wood so that they can get firewood because you can't buy it because there is none. And they're also standing in line where at coal plants in order to get yeah. coal so that they can heat their, their homes because they have a feeling that what's coming this, this winter is going to be a very dark winter. We've heard that before. It's going to be cold. It's going to be a dark winter. And, it, and, and it's because these people have changed their mind and said, we're not going to do fossil fuels anymore. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna dump our new plants. We're going we're gonna to focus on wind and solar and how much wind and solar do you get when it's not windy and when it's cold? Well, sorry, uh, prices of heating then go up at that point. And if you don't have any any kind of uh, you know fossil fuels generating that electricity, well, guess what? You go without, you have blackouts, your price goes through the roof. And guess what? Your economy completely suffers because the economy is based off of energy. Everybody's economy is based off of energy, even from the old days when 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 fire was made. It's all yeah. about energy and food and, and protection. That's it. If you don't focus on those things and you focus on, oh my gosh, every single pet, pet project that all these people have about drag queen night or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> those are like just the, the, worst, the dumbest things to focus on. Well, when, when I've always said part on your left hand. Yeah. I've always said that you could only prepare so much as a prepper. You know, I mean, everyone's at a different level. You you only have so much uh, stored up, you know, right. to last you so many years. 
And, you know, there's the Bible talks about how no part of the earth, it, it, there's going to be every single section of the earth is going to be touched, right? There's, there's no section that won't be touched, basically. So I don't know. I mean, in terms of prepping, you can only prep for so much. I, but Greg, in order to prep, I must have EMP insurance on my Tesla. I've got to get that. <laughs> I mean, who's going to offer EMP insurance, Bob? Is anybody in their right mind going to offer EMP insurance? What are you, what are you going to do? What's the insurance? Like, your car's not going to work, okay, at that point. So what are you going to do? You're gonna be, now, all of a sudden, I get a personal chauffeur that can actually, like, what, ride me around on a bicycle built for two? Is that my insurance? No, I, I, don't, I don't feel good. I don't think that no matter what prepping someone's going to be able to do, Greg, is going to save them because – they're going to try to hide in the rocks and they're going to, they're, they're going to be afraid and they're, and they're going to be calling out saying, you know, save us from, from what's happening. I mean, there, there's nowhere to hide, Greg. Sorry. No, got a, I'm not going to save them either. I got a great bug out location that nobody's going to find. It's called the third <laughs> heavens. Yeah. Called the third, third heavens. heavens. Nice. <laughs> I'll tell you this. They're yeah, not beautiful. Yeah. Bug out location. I didn't have to build it. They're not going to touch you, Bob. The fallen ones can't touch you there. It's going to be beautiful. Bob's going to be like, can't touch you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just... you, you want to get some questions here, Greg? Yeah, what do you know? have from Chester? What do you Should we start right. with Chester? We usually do, right? Well, I haven't looked at uh, <laughs> Go ahead and pull Chester, one up. Chester to the rest. Chester has him with IRS agents. Is IRS agents going to start beheading Christians? I uh, wouldn't be surprised. These guys... Are basically they're going to this basically their army they're going to build here. It's starting with eighty five grand. I mean eighty five thousand, but it's going to turn into like two million of them. It basically these are going to be the guys who are going to carry out the globalists, you know whatever rules and regulations stuff that they need to do here, uh, whatever that's going to be. These are going to be the illegitimate police force for the globalist. Okay, so will they do that? Uh, well. Considering that um, I think a bunch of them came from Afghanistan, most of them are Muslims. They'll probably do that on their own behalf anyways, mm-hmm. you know. So I could definitely see that happen. So he says, hey, what happens if Eastern nations during the first three years, what happens the first the Eastern nations during the first three years of the tribulation? The first three years, uh, I think uh, they're going to be looking at peace. I think it's going to be peace over there for a little while. It's going to be a form of peace. Uh, basically, it's like all the Christians are being done, be done away with, but all the wicked people, they're having a pretty good time. Okay, it'll be just like Jesus said in the days of Noah and the days of Lot. You know, the mm. wicked people, they're having a pretty good time. In fact, they had a lot of free time to go over and chase those angels down to Lot's house. Okay, yeah. so yeah, I could see that being the case. Uh, so basically, three and a half years of a sort of peace while they're purging. And it's going to be peace for not everybody. For most of the world, it's not going to be peaceful. But for uh, the global elite, I think it might be somewhat kind of a nice time for them, maybe. And he has a question here about the blood moons. He says, "Was there were there blood moons and solar eclipses 1938 to 1945? Tribulation dry run. Uh, 1938 to 1945, yes, there were. I haven't done a chart on them yet. Um, you know those charts I made? I made those charts last minute because I was going through the video and I was like, you know what? I cannot explain and I cannot I cannot convey my thoughts to my audience unless I rebuild all these charts. 
because there were some points I wanted to make and I needed the charts to make the points. So I'm like, I'm like ready to post a video by Friday. And I was like, oh, I got to rebuild all this stuff. <laughs> it went all the way to Monday. <laughs> Bob, you know what would be interesting to see is, um, is a chart, because I know you have so much time on your hands. Um, sure. <laughs> oh, sure. Uh, is a chart, if you could just put one together for me in the next day or so, um, is a chart... Uh, <laughs> Is a chart of what happened between uh, 1938 and 1945 in regards to the sign uh, signs in the heavens, and then match that up and put out a chart to see if anything lines up with uh, 2022 to 2029. Yeah, that'd be great. I think that would be an interesting. I think you kind of alluded to that. You were kind of on that path this last video. Mm-hmm. Was that true? Yeah. Yep, ah, okay. because now I got to go back and I got to see what all those all those blood moons and stuff like that were uh, pointing towards, and yeah. then I'll have and I'll be and I'll have to go to uh, 1938 to 1945. Yep, and you know that's a lot of research, a lot yeah, of research I know. and stuff like that. Maybe, I, I think it'd be very interesting. I know, but but one but that's not something that I've ever seen before. Um, yeah. I don't. Uh, I don't believe that um, that I've ever seen any chart that you've you've done uh, of things that are occurring aside uh, aside from just a period of time, but the signs that are occurring during tribulation and twelve cycles before that tribulation dry run. I don't think you've ever put out a chart like that. Um, no. You can't. You you can though, right? Because you haven't. You actually haven't done the research on it yet, right? No, I haven't done the research, but. I think the Holy Spirit is definitely leading me in that direction. I like so, the idea. like I said before, I think I made the best video I'm ever going to make, and then the Holy Spirit is like, "Nope, <laughs> yeah. we got one more. We got one more golden egg left." Well, <laughs> burning midnight oil there, Bob. You certainly <laughs> yeah. documented the, the the tenth Shemitah cycle and and the the one twelve cycles ago really well. This one that we're in right now, you've documented for a long time, and you keep on adding to it as we get further into it. But then this last video of you paralleling that almost like you, it was almost like the parallel that you did with the, the, the antichrist and the time of that and, and having those years and the set in the 69 weeks and so forth. These last two videos that you've done. Um, well, I guess there was a, yeah, that, that, that other video was the last one because it was the 70th, uh, the 69 weeks and the 70 week and the inscription on the temple. Uh, I don't know, Bob. It seems like your videos are getting better every time. I, I don't know how that's possible, but it, it Holy must Spirit, be the man. Holy Spirit. Yeah, Holy Spirit. I mean, it, it definitely it, isn't me because I've sat there. Well, Lord, it's like I got to start making something. What we got, you know? You yeah. know, well, once you go on a walk, Bob, you'll figure it out. That's usually what I have to do. So, well, it has to be <laughs> because other because other than other other than that, I can't. I I don't understand it because it has to be that because they are actually getting better and they're bringing more clarity to things. And just this, this whole thing about the, the blood moon happening on, on May 14th in 1938 and happening in 2022. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> that's Craig's. That's hey, you're Craig's fast video. with that, Craig. That's Craig's video. <laughs> you're like sitting there like, quick. Professional. I must, yeah. have, had, yeah, I must have had my Wheaties. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I remember when you saw that. And you told us about it, and you were like, "That was the biggest thing I've ever seen." You know, I've never seen the moon look that big. 
aside from the dream where the, you had a bigger moon, but like our moon, and you were like, I can't, I couldn't believe how big it was. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. listen. All this stuff has to mean something. I mean, we, we, anyway, we don't have to go. I digress, right? So uh, we should get into the next questions, right? Sure, Do we have any more from Chester? I think that'd be good for now. We have, we have to get some other people here. So okay. Um, what if we don't have any rapture dreams? Does that mean anything, guys? Hope not, because I haven't had no. any that I can remember. My my wife is saved. Okay, I know she's saved. Never had a rapture dream. Never had a rapture dream. Okay, my sons are saved. Uh, my my oldest has rapture dreams. My young younger one never had a rapture dream. So that does not mean anything. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So. Right. Okay. Uh, there we go. The red letter's back. Where does you? Where do UFOs come from? Well, they come from their fifth dimensional manifestations that cross over the fourth dimension, and yep. then they manifest and you know, basically fallen angel tech. Yeah, that's yep. what they are. They're just you know they're they're disguised, right? They're deceitful. They're disguised. They're 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 meant to deceive. They're they're used by fallen angels demons, whatever you want to call them, um, maybe both in conjunction with each other. I mean, the simple fact is that they're, they are, well, I'll tell you what they are not. <laughs> they are not carbon-based entities from another planet in, mm. in our solar system or some other solar system, okay? Simple fact mm-hmm. is that they are interdimensional beings, yeah. and they are basically fallen angels. Although, there have been reports as well that, like, someone's seen a UFO and felt that it was angelic, Gary Stearman himself actually said that, that he was in a plane, flying a plane, and that he saw this thing coming, and it and it, it was peaceful, and he felt like it was an angel. So, hey, uh, you know, the simple fact is, is I, I think the majority of those things, though, are definitely from fallen angels. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's physical manifestation, and then I think there's also stuff that can be planted in our minds, okay, by yeah. the enemy. Yeah. yeah. If you yeah. go to, definitely let's say if you go to Genesis chapter one, uh, mm-hmm. verse fifteen. Those that that shows you that all those planets out there and all, all throughout the universe, there there is no life on them. They're all for the earth. All of them. This says, and let them be for lights in the permanent of the heaven to give light upon the earth, and it will so. So all those light stars out there are for us here on the earth. All the planets for us. Everything in the universe for us. Everything. I'm not saying the Earth is the center of the universe, center of the physical universe, but maybe it is because according to this verse here, all these all these stars were all created for us here on the Earth. Yeah. Okay. And the, let, let me tell you, let me tell you about, one thing, though. Let me tell you one thing, though, before you say something, Michael, and that is the majority of the people on this Earth, if they believe in in whatever aliens, UFOs, they actually believe that they're from other planets mm-hmm. and that just like the Catholic church actually believes that these people could come here and they may know more about God than we do. And that the Catholic church is more than happy to be baptized by them into the aliens faith. So that goes to show you that the deception has already happened. All right. It's already happened in their minds. These people already believe this junk. So Mm -hmm. when this day comes, when, and this day will come because the Bible talks about these these beings, these interdimensional beings, bad beings being thrown down on the earth with Satan himself 
being cast down to the earth and they are not allowed to go back up. And it says, woe to the inhabitants of the earth. So when that happens, people are going to be deceived. They are going to take them in. And I'm telling you, all that's going to be do, all that's going to do is just start destruction because to serve man is a cookbook. Yeah. It's yeah. a cookbook. <laughs> yeah, and um, just kind of touching base with what Bob said, you know, yeah, we don't know exactly, you know, about the Earth's proximity to everything, but I will say that I think it's who of us to remember that this was all—it's all about Jesus Christ, right, and the revelation of Him and His plan of salvation. So the fact that His work that He cut short on the Earth, right, it gives me a pretty good indication of the relevance of the earth in proximity to the rest of everything else, because yeah. it's the heavens mm-hmm. declare the glory of God. You know, it's all about, him. it's all about Jesus. And he Amen. makes his home here. I mean, the new Jerusalem mm-hmm. comes down out of heaven yeah. to earth. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. It doesn't God. go to any other, any other planet that I know of. All right. Nope. At least it doesn't say so in scripture. A new, a new uh, earth. You... Mm-hmm. It is, uh, oh, do you, can... do you see September as a big month or, of events increasing, example, Pakistan floods happening right now and a seven-day warning to the body of Christ. Well, you have to, you, you have, to have to reach over there, Bob, to see. <laughs> yeah, I got my camera here. I'm trying to read around okay. it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, basically, September, I see September being a huge month. All right. Now, if, whether this leads up to the rapture resurrection or if the fall feast days are off by a month, I'm hearing a lot of that right now. Okay. You know, here's the thing. When this day comes, can I see this whole thing, everything being off by a month like it was last year? Remember that, Kevin? Uh, can I see that happening? I sure can. You know why? Because the Bible said that there'll be scoffers, all right? Mm-hmm. And these scoffers will have one last chance to really give it to us. And when not, if it's, nothing ever happens in September, boy, is that verse going to be fulfilled. Oh, yeah. and then the rapture resurrection takes place shortly after that. <laughs> and then they're like, Whoa. Yeah. All right. let, let, let me give you a hint. Let me give, let me give you a tip, actually. Uh, Greg, there's a verse in the Bible that talks about uh, about don't don't beat up your fellow fellow brethren and say that the Lord is tearing. Right. So, mm-hmm. look, if the rapture doesn't happen here in September, don't start beating up Brother Bob Barber. <laughs> <laughs> and say yeah. the Lord's tearing, Bob. You, yeah. you, you jerk. Blah 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 blah. No, you've got to be careful because the Bible acts explicitly actually warns against doing that. So, mm-hmm. you know, like I already said, if you're already putting all your faith in Bob Barber, you got a problem. But right. if you put your faith in the Lord, you're not going to be disappointed. And, and listen, exactly. there's a lot of reasons why September looks like an amazing month. I mean, we're almost there. I mean, look how fast time goes, guys. I mean, we're almost in September. I mean, we're right there on the clock. I mean, what is it? Four weeks away, Bob, is September 27th. It's four weeks. We just said it was like six or seven just like two minutes ago. (laughs) It's like a final countdown here. It's almost like like I have to make a video. I'm tempted just to make a video why I believe it won't happen. You know, just to see right. if I could find anything. You know, I thought about it, but I was like, well, I, I would make it and then I'll post it like on the 26th or something like that, where I, you know, just or maybe just a week before, you know, just so I could shut everybody up, you know, but I don't think I could find anything. I really don't think I could find anything. If I, if I really, really looked hard, 
The only thing I could find is if the Shemitah cycles are off, which, you know, according to historical uh, evidence of what's happened every single Shemitah year over the last 70 years, okay, mm-hmm. it, it, that shows me that the Shemitah cycles are on point, mm-hmm. okay? I mean, 2001, for example, 9-11, all this stuff, Shemitah year, 2008, mm-hmm. the, the collapse, 2015, the collapse, you know, and that stuff goes all the way back into the 70s. Or it 60s. does feel like it's a seven-year cycle, doesn't it? Yeah. Like, so, there's there, there's a seven-year cycle for these things to happen, and we're right here, 2022, on the cusp of it. And, and I think a lot of people, whether or not you believe or you're not, like, even non-believers are seeing, like we mentioned earlier, something is on the horizon here. Like, the, like something's going to give. And... Uh, I mean, certainly the tribulation would be a gigantic factor in all of that. And we've mentioned that before. It's like, that's yeah. just mm-hmm. chaos. Yeah, and I think it's... Everything everybody's getting ready for. They're yeah, just getting ready for the tribulation. Like and I think it's so awesome because of all the Gregorian and the Ecclesiastical and the Enochian and all these different calendars, how God has given us things like the seven-year Shemitah cycles to help align us to the time so that we're in, too, to be able to find that that foothold of exactly where we're at and i think that's i think that's another reason why we just can't dismiss what's happening you know you can't look like not only is this just everything going ham and falling apart but like bob said when you just keep looking you just keep finding and it just keeps stacking up and it's like almost becoming all the analytics and the metrics and you know it's just it's like how can it not be you know Mm -hmm. and i think that's really awesome it's very Mm -hmm. encouraging at least for me (laughs) Yeah, there's, right. there's so much information, there's so much data, but I can mm. only present so much. I know. You know, I actually just make a video where just all this miscellaneous data, just stack, right. stack, do another ten, do a video, ten reasons why the rapture will happen in the next two months, or ten reasons why the rapture will happen in 2022, just so I can get the miscellaneous data <laughs> out there. Yeah. You know, How are you going to be able to come up with ten reasons why the rapture won't happen? <laughs> that would be a that'd be a great video if I could do the oh man there's so many people out there that love that video you know finally brother Bob's starting to come around good for you <laughs> it's about time Bob. <laughs> I think we could all write yet. that book I think we could all write that book together we can make it yeah. a co-author it and uh, maybe it'll be ten pages you know yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> oh. one one one, per, one page per reason yeah and finally they got enough time to come around they're post trip now yes. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, we're getting to the end here. I guess one last question. Uh, what's the difference between a fallen angel and a demon? Mm. Ang- it says angel. Yeah. angel. Fallen well, angel is a fallen oh, let's do that angelic one. spirit that fell from heaven. And mm. the demon is basically mm-hmm. a half angel, half human. Yeah. Uh, Genesis 6-4, when the, when the uh, sons of God went on the daughters of men, they bore giants, mighty men of old, men of renown. Yeah. Okay. Those are your demons. When they die, they had physical bodies. When they died, their disembodied spirits are yeah. demons. Yeah. Right. They're spirit spirits. Yeah, according they're, according they're evil spirits, spirits, for sure. Um, yeah. Fallen angels can take the form of, of men, for example, and they did. Uh, certainly that's different than just a spirit, isn't it? So beware of fallen angels in green suits. God, <laughs> I mean, that's not, you don't, you don't want to be cook, you know, uh, consorting with them. I, I love the fact that we have Michael on here and he says Enochian. That's, that's the cool word. Enochian. 
I, I, we, we got to say Enochian and like at least once an episode going forward. So we'll get to we'll get to see him in heaven. Right? So, uh, but yeah, we'll uh, continue. That's right, that's right. You can see Enoch, and you can say I use the word Enochian. He's going to be like, oh man, are you kidding me? Yeah. How many times I've heard that? You know how many times I've heard about the? You know, you're the guy who made the Enoch calendar. I'm so sick. I'm sick and tired of people telling. Yeah, yeah. He's like, no. I, I mean, that's that's pretty much the difference. There were giants on the earth. Those giants, um, you know, are, are obviously Nephilim. Um, the, mm. They they probably started started out as fallen angels um, who came to the earth, and then they they uh, you know they went to the and also after that. So the sons of of God who are fallen angels, okay, they're sons of God. They came into the daughters of men. They had relations with them, and they bear children, and basically started this Nephilim race. Which is, uh, you know, where Nimrod ultimately came from, and all of them. So, I mean, th- Nimrod possibly through like transhumanistic, yeah, vices and stuff like one. that, that he became yeah. a, a, a man of renown. Strange stuff, basically. Yeah, that, but I'm telling you, they were manipulating genomes. They were manipulating uh, animals. They were creating chimeras. They were doing. They, they were providing technology that they should not have provided to them at that time. Just horrible. Yeah. And you well, know they were they, they were, were going to do it again. They were yes, then they were the land giants. I mean, they were the yeah. land giants. If you if you do a further study into the behemoth and further study into Leviathan, you can tell the difference between the two. These were not dinosaurs being spoken of, folks. It's symbolic. It's symbolic of Leviathan, of the, the fallen angels, the behemoth being the land giants, the, the ones that are on the earth today, the demons. But uh, certainly get into a depth, in-depth study. If you want to get into that, you can you can read into it. You'll see uh, exactly what God is trying to convey there with that message. Well, but, and, and Greg, what we also know is that Jesus said it's going to be the worst time uh, coming up here during the tribulation, worse than it ever ha- has been and worse than it ever will be. So consider about how bad it was this <laughs> this passage right here and how bad it was during that period of time. It's going to be worse this next time. Right. They're yeah. literally trying to reestablish Nimrod's original kingdom. So yeah. you could just imagine what a, what that was like. Okay. No, well, I mean, humans are in the way of them, Bob. They're, they're, mm-hmm. they're, we're like grasshoppers to them, are we not? I mean, that's what, that's what they said. And they were afraid when they saw them. And this was like thousands of years later when, when they were going to go into the promised land. They were like, no, 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 we're not going to go in there because they didn't have faith. They didn't have faith. And so the ones who don't have faith now are also going to get eaten by them as well. I mean, that, right. that is what's going to happen here. People are talking about cannibalism and stuff like that. They have no idea actually what's gonna what's gonna take place. Oh, they don't know how, how accurate they actually are. Yeah, it's, it's gonna be bad. Just yeah. remember, well, everybody, that yeah. we that this is not for us. Everything we talk about is bad tonight, everybody. Closing out, this is not for us. Because remember, like I said, what is the earnest? What is the Holy Spirit that has been given to us? It is something that is given as a guarantee of future performance by God. What's that guarantee of future performance? The rapture resurrection. Mm. So always remember that tomorrow you have the Holy Spirit in you as an earnest. Because that's all earnest is. It's it's a it's a promise of future performance, something ultimately that will be accomplished in mm. the end. That's what an earnest is. That there's so many verses here I could have given about that earnest concept of the mm-hmm. Holy Spirit given to us. Yeah. Gotta remember that. It, 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 you know, 
And once I learned that, that was so encouraging because yeah. it's not yeah. complete yet. Mm-hmm. You're not fully you're not fully saved yet. You have the earnest. That's why the concept of the earnest is there in the Bible, because it's it's still it's still in the works. Yeah. And it's completed at the rapture resurrection. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. When the Lord Amen. explained that one to me too, Bob, I mean, that just changed so much for me because it was like, wow, God's not only sealed us, but he he has an appointed time. It literally says until the day of redemption, he's mm. going to finish that complete and complete that work. Amen. And I, man, so encouraging. God you are good. experiencing uptime overtime. <laughs> <laughs> but we will be back. Lord willing, next week. Now, uh, we did discuss last week, uh, someone had been mentioning about possibly doing communion today, together. Uh, I don't know if ever, anyone's up for that, but what I would do is uh, I would send out a separate link, and after the broadcast, we can do communion together. And I'll put the link in the description, I'm sorry, the comments section. Uh, it would be unlisted, so it's not going to be made public or you know, uh, uh, as a recording, as a public recording. But uh, if anyone is up for that, uh, I don't know if you guys will be right now, the panelists, are you all up for doing communion next week? Okay. So let's, let's plan on doing that next week. So I'm just letting you all know now, so that way you can be somewhat prepared. Um, And uh, we'll do communion right after, and we'll send a link in the live uh, comment section so you can go to that link shortly after. Okay. okay. Everyone uh, good with that? All right. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Amen. Amen. All right. Lord willing. See you next week. God bless yeah, everyone. Sure.